Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we have a very spe- special privilege. We've got the general manager of Salem with us in here. No, of Salem, Tampa Bay, sorry. Maybe someday the whole thing, Barb, you just never know. General manager of Salem Media Group right here in Tampa Bay, AM 570 and 910. She's joining us today. She, she said, well, I usually decline radio interviews. I don't, you know, I don't like to be in the limelight. I said, well, wait a minute. Everybody needs to know who's, who's behind the running of this incredible radio station team. And there's, there's five, sta- is it five stations or six stations, Barb, that are part of this? There's five under four brands. Five under four different brands. So welcome to I Work For Him. Barb Yoder. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure and a joy to be with you. And we're so excited to have I Work For Him on Faith Talk 570 and 910. You and Martha do a phenomenal job in connecting with the audience, in preaching the Word of God, and in making a difference in the Tampa Bay for Jesus Christ. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. And I'm concerned about something you just said. You said, Martha and I do a really great job. That's what I'm worried about. What about those other three days when Martha's not here? I can't get her in here every day. I'm like, well, I'll do my very, very best. But it's it's tough. Martha's still working full-time for Karis Christian Books and Gifts. I can't get her in here every day, but it is uh, it is fun. I'm really having a good time, and I think we're finally catching a rhythm, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. And now that the rain has stopped for a few days. Yes. That made no those, arc building. That, that made the yep. first couple of weeks of uh, of shows a little more difficult getting over here at the station. I thought maybe I was going to have to build a boat. Right. So, so talk, as I do with every guest, I always want to hear as a basis for the conversation, how is Jesus Christ making an impact in your life today? 
Well, he does in each and every day. First of all, we're a Christian-based media company. And so that's first and foremost in our mind when we get into any business dealings, when we get into any uh, partnerships or relationships, does it honor and glorify God? We're certainly a commercial traded company. Um, we have bottom lines to meet and, and stockholders to uh, take care of. But really, our focus in our direction is bringing the Judeo-Christian values and uh, to all of our stations and preaching the Word of God on our Christian stations. So, all right, so let's take that down a level, though, and make it personal. Everybody has an, you know, you, each and every day we have interaction with our Lord, and, and, and you talked about how this broad brush, Christ is impacting everything you do, but talk about something that he's done really neat in your life recently. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday, I get a phone call from, actually it was Wednesday. Phone rings, it's my oldest son. Mom, I'm in the emergency room. And you love when kids, you know, they want to build up that drama, you know, they start with the worst case scenario. So I'm just, okay, Lord, what's the next thing he's going to say? And so automatically, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it to the Lord, but God was already there first because my son builds custom furniture. And so he works with all those saw blades and, and got into a, a, a real, you know, close encounter with a saw blade and his hand. And just God showed mercy on him and had the cut in the only place that wouldn't slow him down. And that was along the side. Didn't Mm. touch a tendon, didn't cut it off sideways. And so God is very real. I mean, there are so many stories, Jim, how God intervenes on a daily basis. And I'm just reminded of his love every day. Now, you might want to tell your son to look up. There's that table saw that's out there on the (laughs) Internet that they do the they, they show somebody sticking their finger in it and it immediately stops. Oh, that's they, they that actually, would be a good one. They, they Christmas use, gift. They, they, and I can't remember what it's yeah. called, but I've seen the ads. And they I actually, like that. They first they started with a hot dog, and they put the hot dog in, and it doesn't even barely make a nick mm-hmm. in the hot dog at high mm-hmm. speed, a t- high-speed table side. So you might want to tell them, hey, if you're going to be working with wood, maybe you ought to consider that's one of these. That's a good tip. And, and it basically it interrupts some electrical current or something like that. So Yeah. Hey, today in the studio, we are talking with Barb Yoder. She's the general manager here at the Salem Media Group here in Tampa Bay. Faith Talk 570-910. There's 930, there's 860, and there's a whole bunch of other ones. I just don't know all of them. 760. The, 760. The one we left off was our Hispanic Christian station, 760, and it covers 22 counties and a phenomenal audience of uh, Spanish-speaking Americans that love the Lord or are needing to be introduced to the Lord. So we're excited to have rolled that out in 2012 here in Tampa Bay. 22 counties, so that's got a pretty big signal. It's got a huge signal. It looks, if you have a hurricane right on the center west of Florida, it's it's like that big hurricane cloud sitting over uh, the center of the state. We don't talk about hurricanes. No, we don't. We missed one so far. No, no, I'm pretty sure what we had for two weeks was a tropical storm that stalled. They just didn't want to name it. And I'm actually challenging the weathermen listening here today. You need to name that bugger. I think I I heard on the news a name for it uh, earlier today. 20 20 inches of rain that should get a name, I'm thinking, because there's been water damage, people Mm -hmm. drowned. I mean, come on, you got to name something. You've got all these radio stations, Barb, all over Tampa Bay making an impact all over Florida, really 22 22 counties, that's, you know, you know, half of Florida. Everybody just needs to know who's behind it all. Because, you know, there's some people that, you know, I, you just need to get, we're exposing your heart to the nations right here. Because really it's going to be downloaded all over, all over uh, iTunes. Uh, and 50% of my downloads on iTunes go to communist countries. So you're going to be inspiring communist female leaders. It's going to be fantastic. So you've got a major in communications and marketing. But how did you transform? mission or transfer transition into radio 
mean, because, you know, communications, <laughs> but radio. Did you start off in radio? Well, it's a funny story. I actually never graduated college. I was majoring in business communications, but didn't graduate because I was a young Christian. And unfortunately, at the college that I went to, my major was combining English. We were on a quarter system. And for three quarters, I had the same English professor. She was a self-proclaimed witch. And she looked the very part. Um, not only did she look very much the part of being a witch, but she also, every uh, day at, at class, brought in different things about witchcraft. In fact, she would talk about uh, transcribing a book for, or translating a book from Spanish into English that was a witchcraft book. So I was young and uh, got to the point where I just couldn't continue to study or work for somebody that had the philosophies that she had. I said, enough of this. I'm going to quit school and uh, go teach myself whatever it is that I'm going to do. And so I left school and uh, got into the travel industry and started to uh, work in travel agencies and grew from there into outside sales with airlines and cruise lines. And then a young man by the name of John Yoder came along and persuaded me to move back to Ohio from Chicago and that he and I should get married, which we did. And there I was back in Ohio having worked for uh, cruise lines and airlines, and I'm in small town Ohio where there are no airlines and cruise lines, and so I had to get a different job. There was a radio station, however. So I convinced that radio station that if I could sell airlines, cruise lines, and travel, I could also sell radio, and that's where it all started. So how many credits were you short of your degree? Um, I'm about a year and a half short of my degree. Doesn't it bug you? Kind of, but at the same time, I think I've earned those credits by the school of experience. I understand, but to have something undone like that would drive me nuts, even though it's not important. Because it's not like you're going to get a job because you got a degree. Right. It, It really doesn't. And in fact, it's an inspiration to a lot of people who have not had advantages through their life. To see, hey, you don't have to go to college. It's all about devoting yourself to the Lord, knowing the path that you're on, and following the right path for your life. Not that school and college isn't important, um, but at the same time, it's not the most important thing. Being teachable, being trainable, being the hardest working person. I don't care when I interview people if they've gone to college. I really don't. What I want to know is, do are they self-disciplined? Can they learn, and are they after it every day? Are they working as an unto, unto the Lord? You know, certainly there's no litmus test for um, where your philosophies are as to religion when you come to this radio station to work, but we do want to know that you're after it every day, and that's the bottom line. Are you devoted to your company? And, uh, of course, for me, there's a reason why I'm devoted to this company. Well, and what's really cool is in our society today, I think they're finally starting to realize that not everybody has to have a college degree, Mm-mm. that that maybe 40 or 50% of the kids should be going to college, but you know, we've, we've, we discount the trade schools and the other ways for people to get trained. Not everybody's going to get a four-year degree. doesn't That's make right. sense. We've got That's kids right. wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars and coming out and going, I still need to find myself because I didn't find myself there. And they'll but never I, pay back their college education or they go through three years and quit and then they have this huge college debt and they shouldn't have gone to begin with. They should have learned a skill or a trade 
or gotten into one of the best fields ever, and, and that's sales. So you've been in radio now for a lot of years. Uh, what is it that you like most about radio? Because when, when you and I started talking about uh, moving I work for him here, you're passionate about radio. You're convinced that radio is the medium that's never going to die. So tell me about it. Well, it's all about the spoken word. And what have we been doing since the beginning of man? We've been communicating. And so it's all about that communication, being relevant, being realistic, and, and, and being part of the seamless fabric of society. If we can give the listeners, give the audience what they want on a daily basis, we're going to be relevant to them. And that's why radio is so impactful. You are bombarded by messages every day. But radio is one of those that infiltrates your mind and your thought processes without you really doing anything. Because you've got two ears and and it goes into your brain without you even having to do anything. When you read, you have to be proactive. When you listen, it it goes into your brain and it gets absorbed. And there are such impacts to that that we're very careful about what we put on the radio. Martha and I talked about parenting, and, and that's probably one of the only few hopes is train up a child in the way he should go, and, and in the end he will not depart, depart from it on Tuesday's <laughs> show. And that's the hope, that we're telling him all the right things, and eventually that maybe that stuff will start coming out. That's did, right. Did you ever have your own radio show? Never. How come? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not to be behind the microphone. This is totally unlike me. So oh, yeah, and everybody, this will if, be a one and done kind of thing, folks. If you think I should just ask Barb to leave the station now because you're so offended by her behavior, just call into the studio line and talk to Ace. But no, look. I love to be behind the scenes making it all happen and seeing the great interaction between people like you and our audience. Yeah, we, we do have a lot of fun, but I, I think you discount your incredible skills. So when you got into radio, you were already a Christ follower. I was. Okay, so mm-hmm. talk about how you were able to, in, you know, secular radio, there's some great, fantastic secular radio stations out there. How were you able to incorporate your faith into what you did every day back then when you first got into radio? Yeah, I was the token Christian in my radio station. So and, you met their quota that, well, uh, I got, we got yes, one Christian. I was, okay. yeah. Right. And in fact, I had a manager. Of course, we go way back in the decades, and uh, things were a lot different back then in small town Ohio. And uh, my manager, basically, I was the president of the local right to life at that time. And he said, you won't talk about that here in the building. And I said, really? And so we had a long discussion about that. And, and uh, of course, I did talk about it when I was in the building. But things were a little bit different back then. But yeah, how I, I did it was in different promotions that I tied my clients into, uh, different things. I helped them in their faith to um, uh, advertise uh, through their business. In other words, um, for instance, uh, in January is Right to Life Week. Mm -hmm. And so those businesses that I worked with that also had a faith walk, um, we would put ads on the air with them um, that they would sponsor and they would promote to the community different initiatives about Right to Life. Same thing with National Day of Prayer, same thing with Easter and and a variety of different things that we were able to weave in their Christianity through their business. And so it was a lot On the ads playing on your station? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. So... You were there a long time. I was. I've been so in radio. So he never, fired, he never fired you he, for doing no, that? No, I was his top salesperson. Of course not. <laughs> but that was when I worked for secular stations. Right? When I was in Ohio, there really were not Christian stations in the area that I was in. Was when I moved to Florida and I started hearing these Christian stations, I was blown away because that's just not – we really have a lot to be thankful for for the amount of Christian media that we have in the Tampa Bay area, because that's not duplicated everywhere. Really? It's not Mm -hmm. like this in every city? It is absolutely not. 
Mm-mm. No. So that it's a lot to uh, tap into here in the Tampa Bay area. And, and uh, you know, having the, the Christian talk stations both in Spanish and in English is phenomenal. See, and I grew up in Minnesota. There were... There were lots of small little AM stations that were Christian talk stations and one that was sort of contemporary Christian music. So I, I just figured that's what it was. There was a lot of great also secular talk stations up there. So And that's where I learned all about talk radio. Not that that was ever my desire to be on talk radio, but it's fun to – I didn't realize that – You know, I just lived in two places. So I've, mm-hmm. There's always been there. I didn't realize that. So right. New York yeah. is not like that, or there's other small places well, around? Well, there have been more and more, of course, with Salem Media Group. We've been putting – radio stations in some of the biggest markets. We've got them in New York and Chicago and Cleveland and Atlanta and all over. We've got 117 radio stations um, that are all around. About a third of them are Christian, uh, and the others are news talk or business talk in a variety of other formats. But, yeah, Salem has really um, dug deep and put radio stations in a lot of markets that wouldn't have Christian stations otherwise. Well, and even your news talk stations, like 860 here in Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay, it's it's got great hosts, and they are, mm-hmm. they're dealing with great topics, and it's always you – know, they're, they're not foul-mouthed, crazy people. They're, they're really pretty decent guys, that, uh, guys and gals that they're really – they just bring great stuff to the forefront. It's, it's good arguments. It's not uh, – I don't know. Just in comparing it, it's really good radio. Well, we want to have a radio station that you don't have to be afraid to turn on based on what you think you're going to hear either by commercials, language, or topic. And so it's family-friendly radio for anybody that's in the car. And that's what our mantra is, you know, um, you know, goodwill and, uh, you know, intelligent talk and really things that, that aren't going to offend you by a prescription draw, you know, something that you hear in between in the breaks. And so I literally, I say no, Jim, to more advertising than I say yes to because there's an awful lot of products out there that would like to get to our listeners that we don't allow on our radio station. Hmm. Uh, that's just fantastic. It's great to have a filter like that where you're like, no, mm-hmm. I know what the Lord wants us to do, and we're gonna, that's one of our core values, and we're not going to violate a core value just to make a buck. Well, and you see one of the biggest complaints that everybody has today with the um, you know, uh, fall down of the culture and the breakdown of the family and the breakdown of the young people is what are they listening to? What are they watching? And so media plays a huge role in that. I've known that for literally, as I say, decades. And, and that was when my kids were growing up. I was the mean mom in the neighborhood because I didn't let my children <laughs> listen to certain radio stations or watch certain TV programs because I know the impact that the audio and the visual is going to have on kids. And so I take that very seriously when it comes to then running these radio stations. And, of course, Salem has a, a format that doesn't allow certain things on the on the stations. So when you were growing up, did you guys have cable at home? Um, yes. See, now you think you were the mean mom? <laughs> we canceled cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just got sick yeah. and tired of the garbage. I mean, when you got basic cable, there was more garbage in the basic cable channels because E there was, e was yes. part of the basic. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? No, yep. it's just better. Up. And, and Netflix has been way better. And we went many years with just a digital antenna. Well, we only had one television, and it was in the public area of the house. So yeah, nobody watched well. it if, you know, it wasn't being watched by something. You know, I knew a lot of moms who were getting... TVs for their sons for the bedrooms, and I thought, okay, well, not this house. Sorry. Bad idea. Yeah, Bad yeah, idea. Yep, Don't put yep. their computer in the house, in, I mean, the, in, the, in their, their bedroom. bedroom. Have it in a, mm-hmm. right in the middle of your yep. everywhere. Where everybody can see that screen. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. for moms, dads, yep. and the kids, so, so that everybody's accountable. That's so, right. how did God move you here to to Salem here in Tampa Bay? Because you made a huge impact since you've been down here. How did God move you here? Well, uh, we were from Ohio, and if you know anything about Ohio winners, um, they're not nothing compared to Minnesota winners. <laughs> well, you know, you're it's absolutely like being right. In Florida all winter That's long. Why you were here first, you know. Okay, you, you got here before I did. But um, my husband loves warm weather. He loves to fish. Florida has some of the best bass lakes in the country, and so that was one of the reasons that brought us here was Florida fishing. And so um, I like warm weather a lot better than shoveling snow, so I was not hard to convince. Mm. Just just right now, I was thinking about snow, just diving into a snowbank. I would just feel, that would just feel awesome. (laughs) I miss the snow and the cold every day. So when you came here to to Salem and Tampa Bay, how many stations were there already here? Well, when I came to Florida, I didn't work for radio. Okay. Um, I didn't find, we live in Bradenton. And so there was, I didn't want to drive an hour to Tampa to work for Salem. I knew about them, knew they were here, but my son was still in high school. So I wanted to be close enough to him that uh, an hour's drive wouldn't accommodate. So I stayed in uh, the Bradenton area. I got a job working for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Manatee County. Loved working there. Phenomenal organization and really serving kids on a real basis every day. And, and so that was a neat time in my life where I worked them for three years, worked with them for three we- years. About the time my youngest son was ready to go to college, I was listening to my favorite radio station, and I heard the then general manager, Chris Gould, advertise for a general sales manager for the operation. Well, I'd been in sales management for some time in Ohio, and so I gave Chris a call. And it was coming to the time Kevin was going to be going to college. I was going to be more free to expand my career opportunities. And uh, in talking with Chris, the very week that Kevin went to college in Iowa was the week I started with Salem, Tampa. So did he go to the University of Iowa? Where did he go up in Iowa? He went to a small Christian college up in northwest Ohio. It was right at the intersection of Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. So talk about cold. He was up in the north country. Windy. Yes. Windy. Very windy and There's cold. There's nothing to stop the wind from Nebraska all the way to Wisconsin. No, but it's- it was really a God thing how he took care of the timing that when my heart was aching for my youngest son, I had a whole new career to dig my teeth into and really enjoy. That's why God does that. Hmm. Kind of uh, does that, sometimes. That's well, I yeah. know that I know that God's timing is always perfect. If we'll just wait on Him, that's part of the deal. Exactly is just that right. If we'll just wait on Him, a lot yep. of times we're trying to push ahead and force things, but it, uh, it we just got to wait on Him. You know, when you asked me when we started talking about bringing I work for Him to to Faith Talk five seventy and nine ten WTBN right here in Tampa Bay. You said, Jim, all of our shows are gospel-centric. Talk to me about, I mean, you were just very specific. they got to be gospel-centric. Why is that? What, what drives that passion within you? Well, we're really very careful about what we put on the air, obviously. We have, um, you know, great credibility with our audience, very loyal listeners. Uh, we take that seriously. You know, we can't you know, put the, the seal of approval on, on every program and every ad that we run, people have to do their due diligence and, and they have to, um, you know, check things out on their own. But at the same time, we do peel back the layers on a lot of intentions as to why do you want to have a radio program? What do you want to tell our audience? What are you going to prescribe them to do? And so we do have a lot of conversations with people to make sure that they're not taking them down 
a road that we know can be particularly dangerous for them when it comes to a faith walk. We want it to be within the scope of center Bible, um, not proclaiming anything, but what is the core values of the Bible. Mm, that's fantastic. And so, Barb, just make sure I said we got 579.10, that's Faith Talk 570. We got 860, the 860, the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got 930, and you got 760. Yes. Seven sixties, the Hispanic Christian station, AM nine thirty, the answer in Sarasota, yes. So if you want to learn Spanish and learn all about the Lord, just tune into seven sixty and you will just pick it up vicariously, I'm pretty sure. I have tuned in there and I just can't believe how fast you say I talk fast. <laughs> do you ever talk to them? That's what I want to know. On the Spanish station, do you ever tell them they should slow down? I don't because they all seem to get it really well and <laughs> I mean, since seriously. I don't understand Spanish, I don't See, and I'm thinking we should have that talking. conversation. Barbara's been a coach to me in the radio now almost two years and, and giving me martha and i both a lot of encouragement one of the things she always tells me is jim you talk fast and i do talk fast i talk fast whether i'm on mountain dew or not on mountain dew i just talk fast i'm always just go 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 bring go, go. it down a little bit so maybe i should be on this ace maybe i should be on this maybe we're talking station. spanish and we don't know it. maybe that's what it is all right, so one of the cool things is you've been able to break into a world that has not been female friendly i mean i did a little research when i when i was writing this question of the general managers or women in leadership in radio, it's less than 20%. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very, very, very small number. Yes. How – so it's a huge privilege. You're setting a standard for and really setting a precedent for a lot of women to come. How is it as an executive female in this world? How's it been? Well, it's interesting that you say that because really radio is my second career. Travel was my first career, and it was the same situation there. I was in a man's world, and every time I went for an interview, it was me and about you know four or five other guys. And But that and world so, switched. I mean, that travel world is now almost all women. Yes, it, it truly has. And so I've kind of been at the front of these switches. Um, but really, it's Jim, it's all about finding your path. I could be a ditch digger, and if that's where God wants me, that's where I'd be. There's only truly three uh, general managers currently around Salem, um, so it's it's rare era that I'm in that you know we're in a group of very few females. But you know, I I for the women out there listening, it that I'm a general manager. Really, I'm a coworker with some phenomenally talented people here at Salem Media Company, and it's just a privilege to serve with them. And, and really serve them on a daily basis. Just because I've got two letters after my name, GM, doesn't mean that, you know, I, I mean, I consider it an honor to be here, but at the same time, I don't consider it above what anybody else is doing. I was at a church worshiping on Sunday. We do ministry impact awards to churches on a weekly basis, and so we honor churches, we honor pastors for the work that they're doing in the community with these ministry impact awards. And I was talking to... Uh, a woman there, a young woman. Who what had, church was it this week? Um, we were over in First Baptist Church at Auburndale. Okay. And um, I was talking to one of the gals there, and she had just graduated from Southeastern University. And so I asked her, you know, what were her upcoming plans? And she said to me, I'm so excited to just get married and have children. And so I was so thrilled to hear somebody say that. You don't have to go out in the working world where you are, where God's planning you is exactly what you need to be doing. And there's no more honorable situation than raising your children in exactly the way that they should go by raising them biblically. A lot of women would argue with this, but based on 
the experience that Martha and I have had in marriage mentoring, and I'm not speaking as a woman because I have no experience. That <laughs> Thanks that, for telling us that, yeah, Jim. That's right. I just want to make it clear. I want to make it clear <laughs> that I believe the woman's highest calling is to be a mom. It is. It's also the most difficult calling. It is. Because staying home with little kids is not for the faint of heart. It is. Now, there's women out there that have never had children that have either chosen or haven't been able to. And that's fine, too. You know, you mentioned college, that I haven't completed college. I think that if there's an area of your life that you see that maybe other people have that you don't, don't stress about that. You know, find the area of your life that you you know beyond a shadow of a doubt God has called you to, and whether that's the general manager of XYZ company or, you know, cleaning the floors of that company. Either of those positions is very honorable and God-serving. Well, and that's what Colossians 3.23 is talking about. It says, do your work heartily as if you're working for the Lord because you really are working for the Lord. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's right. So being a woman in a man's world, which you're transforming that, have you ever struggled with those God-given priorities of keeping God first and your marriage relationship second and your kids third and then your job? Has that ever been in conflict? Well, there's been times where I've had to readjust certain things, but my husband's phenomenal. Um, You know, for a man who was raised with seven sisters in an Amish household. Oh, the poor guy. That he married a career woman and has, you know, adapted phenomenally well and and we flourish is just a miracle in itself. You ask, how is God working my life? He brought me John Yoder. Um, And so, you know, our marriage has has changed and, and, uh, you know, our work uh, lengths of hours, you know, if he had to be out of an evening, he's a realtor, then I would get home with the kids. So we've just made it work throughout uh, when my kids were young because I was in radio and because God blessed me so well with my sales, um, I was able to find a company that I could get home at three o'clock and, and was more creative with my hours than maybe another job would be. So I was able to, to contour things to suit my kids' schedule a little bit uh, as they needed. So, yeah, that's that's certainly a stress and a pressure, you know, this idea that you got to have it all. No, you don't have to have it all. You have to feed into the people that you're responsible for, that you've brought into the world, that you've married, um, and, you know, also your job. So, you know, if you've chosen these things, yeah, you have to juggle them and, and make sure that it's not all about you. And, and I know I hear some people, well, you know, you've got to find that oasis or that sanctuary within yourself to escape to. When you're trying to juggle all those things, no, you got to be ready to hit the ground running at any moment. So well, I mean, you got, how many not kids, a lot of escape. How many kids do you and John have? I've got two boys. Yep, we've got two sons. <laughs> two boys. Yep. That's nice. So there was They're never phenomenal. a dull moment at your house. So when, how, what was the key to you and John working through all of that with, with all of uh, with your jobs and the boys and, and his job? How did you guys, what was the key? There's, I'm looking for one. I'm just kind of a loaded question. What was the key to making that work? Yeah, it it good communication. Oh, no that was surprises. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, five stars communication. Yeah, talk to me about what that looked like because yeah. that's an encouragement. People out there need to. Listeners are always going, "How do we make this work? How do we make this work?" And it's communication. You got to talk to each so other. So, what did it look like yeah. for you guys? Um, it was all about um, communicating what our needs were based on our what our situation was, having those conversations for upcoming weeks 
kids' schedules, who needs to be at what. You know, this is before we had, you know, cell phones for all the kids. So where you were going to be to pick a kid up and what time and, and that type of thing. They were both involved in sports, both scholarship athletes. And so it was very busy growing up for all the activities they had. But it's just communication, being able to compromise. And again, not really have, being me-centric. Um, you know, a lot of the divorce culture is about I need my time. No, 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 no. You Forget that. You don't need your time. Your time is your family's time. It's your boss's time. You've really got to be able to perform on those levels. And your time is when you close your eyes at night after you've said your prayers and, and had your devotions. And so that's the thing that you really have to be careful in the world of um, media out there that would tell you otherwise. You really have to stay centered on what you're doing for others. The most miserable people in the world are the people that are self-centered. Mm-hmm. And the most incredible people that you'd love to be around are people that are others-centered. Yes. And, yes. and that's that's really the demonstration that Christ did on earth. He always he was always others-centered and he and he wasn't he was content with everything else. Yeah. He, 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 now to say that I've always been successful at this, absolutely not. Well, you're I'm not a perfect. Type A personality and and there have been, you know, I have fallen on my face more times than I've thought John would pick me up, but he keeps picking me up and we keep moving down that path together. He's a great guy. How many years of marriage? 32. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's yep, fantastic. 32 years. So you've, as I've only been part of the group here for three, three weeks, so the end of three weeks, but what I've seen is that the caliber of people that you bring in to work here is mm-hmm. a very high caliber mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And, and with your, you know, she mentioned it, type A personality. I totally reckon recognize that because I happen to be, you know, type A personality. We don't call it anymore. It's really driver D. We're really all drivers. How, how do you build that team? How do you find all these high caliber people that all work together so well? Because you really, everybody seems to work very synergistically. Well, I was really blessed. Again, I mentioned my predecessor, Chris Gould. He hired quite a few of the folks that you see here today. In fact, also he hired me and, um, there's a lot of longevity in this company. The average time of people working here is really in the six to uh, eight year range. Um, and this company in Tampa Bay has only been here for about 10 years um, with a variety of the stations. The Christian stations were launched in 2001. And we still have one of the original employees working with us. So it's really hiring people that are smarter than you are and getting out of their way and letting them do their jobs. I've never been afraid to hire people who knew more than I do because there's a lot of them out there. And then get out of their way because you hired them for their expertise. So let them do it. You've got a uh, a group of radio stations that you've been very particular to set up and run. And like I said, the 579.10 gospel-centric, you know, 760 gospel-centric just in a foreign language. What What is one thing you really want the listeners to know about how how this uh, Salem Media Group here in Tampa Bay is all set up? What's one thing you want people to know? Because let's just say they don't. They're just tuning in today. They've never heard about it before, and you're the general manager. And, and they're like, here's something I really want to make sure people really know. Well, I want to make sure they know how to connect with this. Uh, they need to go to letstalkfaith.com. They need to sign up for the newsletter because then they can know all about the special events that we do, the different things for women that we do, the different things that for pastors and uh, pastors, masters, golf events, and, and a variety of different things that we're involved in throughout the community. They need to go there. They need to download their app uh, because that phone that they're carrying, that smartphone, is a radio now. 
Uh, it's in your back pocket. It's in your purse. It's, you know, next to you almost every waking moment and non-waking nowadays. And so that is a connection to some phenomenal pastors and teachers, folks like you, Jim, that are on the radio 24-7, 365 days a year. Really, this station is the strength between Sundays. You know, you go to church on Sundays in the mornings, and you're filled with the pastor's words and messages. You go Sunday night. You go Wednesday night. Um, but what do you have in those other times where Satan's attacking you, where things are going wrong, where you're challenged with day's life? Uh, we are the strength between Sundays. And so we're a conduit to bring you closer to your walk with God through those messages and uh, through the local pastors and teachers and uh, business people like you that are in the community. The, the lineup that you have from early in the morning till late at night, and I don't listen in the middle of the night because I'm sleeping, but it is, I, I know how powerful it is. Barbara, I want to just give you a chance to, you know, Salem Media Group's a fantastic group, lots of influence here in Tampa Bay and really all over Central Florida. How big is your listening audience when you look at uh, the exposure all over Central Florida? Well, it's it's huge, but it's also right in our backyard. You know, we have um, listeners that are in each one of the communities. You could fill up, you know, the Buccaneer Stadium with our audience and then some. And uh, so it's 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 really huge. And they listen not only on terrestrial radio, but, of course, also on smartphones, computers and everything else nowadays. What kind of businesses should be advertising on radio? Well, family friendly businesses, anybody that has a product that families need from tires, which we have folks that advertise tires MP on our radio. Tires, exactly. Right. And, I met them at the Christian Chamber. Yes, yeah. they're phenomenal people. Um, but roofer, you know, our audience really is, this is our, our typical um, profile, is families of at least four. They own a house. They've got kids that are somewhere in school, and so they need, you know, all those back-to-school needs. They're going to buy clothes. They've got a minivan. They're maybe going to be buying a second car, third car. You know, so really there's no end of the products. Anything you think of family, groceries, um, roofing, uh, all of those things. So, but family-friendly products. And they can find out more about you online at letstalkfaith.com. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, many thanks to Barb Yoder, General Manager of Faith Talk, 579, 10, 769, 30, and 860. All these stations, what a great, what a great time today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business. But ultimately, ultimately, I work for him.